Have you ever felt like you left someone hanging? No, not for a hot five. I wish I could feel that, actually. <laughs> I'd never leave anybody hanging again. No, what I mean is like, you know, someone expected something from you and, and you couldn't quite deliver. I remember uh, my first uh, year back playing basketball. I played in junior high, seventh and eighth grade year. But my freshman year, I didn't play. I had to play sports, so I did track. But I didn't play football or basketball because I felt like God had asked me not to do so. And so I was able to play my 10th grade year. And I remember one game, we scored under 20 points. I think we had like 17 or something. I can't remember. And we definitely took that L, but not by much. I, I remember uh, the game being close. And uh, But anyway, the, in the days that followed, one of the coaches came up to us and said, aren't you supposed to accidentally score uh, more than 20 points? <laughs> and I, I don't know why that has always stuck with me, that I'm supposed to accidentally, in a full basketball game, you're always supposed to accidentally score more than 20 points. I don't know. Anyway. Also, I, I played uh, Little League football growing up, and uh, there's two different instances. There's one where uh, I remember my uncle wanting to take me over to, to play Little League football with, with some people. We were across the street, and we saw them practicing, and he was like, you want to play with them, and you want to you you know, be on the team? And, and I just remember like thinking about all the things that it could mean for me to play, but also just being afraid, if I'm being honest. And so... I thought about it and contemplated it and then eventually told and told him no. And and just just like kind of like again, I love my uncle and like nothing. This is not you know, people people do this. I just remember him saying, oh, "You don't want to play?" Like just kind of like, "Oh, really?" Like uh, and I didn't I didn't meet that expectation. I remember my first year playing, right? Um in the 6th grade, my first year playing football. I remember being on the team and uh, being one of the bigger players on the team. So I played offense, defense. But I remember not knowing what I was doing the first game. And so I took myself out of the game. And after the game, my dad was like, hey, why didn't you get to play the whole game? Why, did, why, did, why didn't you get to play? And he, I said, uh, he's like, did the coach take you out? Don't you talk to him? He was, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I took myself out of the game. And I remember thinking – this was the right thing to do, but when I saw that this disappointed my dad, I felt like I had left him hanging, so to speak. And so that's what I mean when I say, have you ever left anybody hanging? Hanging? Have you ever just not met someone's expectation? Now, I know this is kind of a long intro to the intro, but I had to set the stage. And so thank you for your patience. But hey, let's get started with the episode. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the AGH Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Taylor Jr., and thank you for joining me on this journey. Here at the AGH Podcast, we talk about the world around us without being afraid to be a little awkward, be a whole lot of genuine and honest. So let's go have some fun. What's up, party people? This is your host of the AGH Podcast, Anthony Taylor Jr. I am so glad to be with y'all today. Look, I hope you enjoyed the intro to the intro. I hope you are doing well, but I'm not going to prolong the time because I know your time is valuable. So I'm going to hop right into the episode. But real quick, 
if you hear some laughter, my daughter and we have a we have a friend over. They're having a blast down there. And so, hey, when you can have friends that watch your children and you they can have a blast while you get work done, hey, I'm grateful. So, but just wanted to give you an update. Anyway, hopping right into the episode. As you know, like as you listen to the intro to the intro, I was talking about not meeting people's expectations. You see, I feel like my whole life is filled with moments where people have looked at me and felt or even said, maybe with their eyes or their actions, I expected more. I feel like I am just being able to put words to this um but the feeling that I have that I'll let someone down or that I have or that I will is real. It is a very prominent feeling in my life. One day we may do an episode about this feeling only, but the feeling of not meeting people's expectation is not exactly what I want to talk about today, but it does set the stage to show how Jesus captured my heart. You see, when I got saved at the age of nine, I thought the purpose after that was just to hold on to your salvation. I thought you just had to hold on to it for dear life, and if you sinned, you better repent quickly before you die and end up in hell. Now, before I continue, this is not a shot at the denomination I grew up in or my parents. The Kojic, C-O-G-I-C, Church of God in Christ, taught me a lot. And I have, and I love my parents. My parents taught me a lot. They are great leaders. They not only taught us a lot about God, but they modeled it in front of us how to walk with Jesus, not just in easy times, but definitely in the hard times. What I am saying is some of the things I picked up growing up in church um, weren't always technically right, and nobody's perfect, so there you go. But also my personality, uh, I would say poured gasoline (laughs) on the things that maybe I didn't pick up or even just fully understand. And so when you don't fully understand and you have the personality that will pour gasoline all over it, (laughs) it turns into this big thing, right? So I thought I was just supposed to stay out of hell, right? Which my thoughts was just, if I'm saved now, then why doesn't he come back and get us, right? Like, like why do I have to live my life trying to stay out of hell? And we don't have time to go into the full story now, but I begin to learn that it was not just staying out of hell, but the Lord Jesus had to work for us to do. And it wasn't on top of trying to stay saved, right? The saving was his job. I needed to be obedient, not only to the rules of like not doing bad things, quote unquote, not sinning, but with the job that he had for me to do. I remember when I came across the scripture, it's still my favorite scripture today, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Say what? God has a work for me to do? Nah, nah, he got the wrong guy. That's, That's what I thought. I was like, nah, Jesus, you got the wrong guy. You don't got a work for me to do. God, don't you know that with me, you will always be expecting more? Because that, that's what everybody else in my life is like, right? That everybody else walks away. is like, especially in sports, I can remember, oh, you, you're not quite as fast as I thought you. You don't jump quite as high. You don't shoot the ball or catch the ball quite as well. And again, 
having expectations for somebody is not a wrong thing. I'm not saying that my coaches should not have had expectations or the people in my life should not have had expectations for me. Um, How they responded when I didn't meet those expectations maybe could have changed. I don't know. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, God, you can't have a job for me because I've always let people down. You're always going to be expecting more. I, I, I can't cut it. I won't meet your expectations. I will fail you. You will be left disappointed like everyone else. This is what I thought, right? This is why I'm like, God, you can't have a work for me to do that you prepared beforehand because you know me. But God, he still pursued. Without getting too far down the rabbit hole, I'm working to change the mindset that I could be enough for God, right? So before believing, I was I couldn't do it. I wouldn't meet his expectations. I then thought, mm, I'll just be good enough, right? I'm just like, I, I, I can, well, then since I can't meet your expectations, I'll be good enough to where I definitely meet your expectations. Long story short, God told me I would never be good enough. Like, God literally told me that. I would never be good enough. And it kind of it kind of shocked me. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, I had to grieve that because I lived my whole life, like, trying to be good enough, right? And not meeting those expectations. And so, here we are. I'm the guy who told God that I, that he wasn't, that I wasn't good enough. But he still pursued. I'm also the guy that was like, okay, you still pursuing me. Then I need to be good enough. And you told me I'd never be good enough, but you still pursued. What in the world is actually going on? I am not sure that I realized what I'm about to tell you until I was actually writing it out for this episode. God had a work for me to do. But he wasn't going to allow my performance to define the working relationship we were going to have. And working relationship is the best way I can think to describe it at this moment. So bear with me. Uh, I know we have with God much more than a working relationship, but I'm talking about simply good works and Anthony right now, not my sonship or my, or like why he came this, it just, just, just follow with me on this part. Okay. But he wasn't going to allow my performance to define the working relationship we have. The work he has for me or anyone listening for that matter could not have a foundation of how well I can perform. The works were purpose beforehand. It was purpose before I could even perform. So it couldn't be based on my performance. I am the workmanship of God. Some versions say handiwork. But I am the workmanship of God created through Christ Jesus for good works. The works are good. Not me. I am not saying you you aren't supposed to be good at what you are doing. To me, being good at what you do has a lot to do with stewardship, but I'm going to do an episode on stewardship, so 
be on the lookout for that. But I can't go down that rabbit that rabbit trail right now. But I'm not saying you're not supposed to be good. You are. But that's not the foundation of your work relationship with God, right? I am created for good works. Not to hopefully not not to hopefully perform well enough that the work turns out good. No. They are good works. I do the work because I am his child. And that is the foundation of our working relationship. I was created by God. I am God's handiwork, created through Christ Jesus. Before the word good works or the term good works is mentioned, I am mentioned first as the workmanship of God, created through the work of Christ Jesus. Now I have good works because I am his son. I have been brought back. So God still pursued, but he did it in a way that let me know he cares. If he only cared about the work, he wouldn't care about how I viewed myself or the work. He would just say, get it done. God is all powerful. He has all authority. He could just say, get it done. And we'd have to. But he cared. This is so surprising because I knew he specialized in salvation. I knew God specialized in creation. I knew he specialized in miracles, right? But I didn't think he would give this guy, the one who failed to meet everyone's expectation, a job that wasn't based on how good I was, but based on my sonship. Right? I didn't start. And I didn't play a whole lot of basketball in my varsity year. I love the game of basketball. But varsity year, I can I can admit I had the talent to to play a lot of minutes. But I y'all ever heard of paralysis by analysis? Yes, that was me. I overthought everything and you know didn't perform well and played myself right out of like really playing good minutes, right? And um and so that's what I thought I was going to do to my work. Jeez, ah, I'm going to fail and play myself right out of. He said, no, it's based on your sonship. Right? So these works are based on something that I can't work myself out of. This is offered to every Christian. Not just me. I'm talking a lot about me. This is my testimony. But this is offered to every Christian. But it has stuck with me because no matter how many times I basically said, no, you got the wrong guy. He never relented. God truly cared. So what 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 am I doing today? You might ask. Well, let me tell you. Well, this podcast for one, you know how this podcast came to be, and if you don't go back and listen to the first episode, The point that I'm making is he gave me this podcast. AGH doesn't exist without God. So this is one of the works that I'm doing. I'm also I also work as a missionary with an organization called Chi Alpha. I work as a missionary to the campus of Lamar University where we reach out to students so that they may meet and know Jesus and be able to teach others to do the same. Right. 
that's what we do. We want people to know Jesus, but also be able to teach other people to know Jesus. We believe in discipleship and transgenerational discipleship. So that's another thing that I'm doing. I also just launched a health and fitness brand called Let the Sweat Speak. We at Let the Sweat Speak, we're basically we're ordinary people hoping to inspire and encourage you to let your hard work, quote unquote, sweat, speak for itself, right? I believe these and many more that will come are the good works that he has given me to do. And these are the external, I mean, I believe first and foremost, he's asked me to be a good husband. Well, first and foremost, he asked me to be a good son uh, to him, then a good husband, a father, and family member, right? So those are also good works that he's asked me to do. Um, but I mean, like external things, put my hands to kind of thing. Um, but yeah, these are the things that I believe that he's asked me to do. Um, but I just, I just wanted to share that he, this is how he captured my heart. And one of the ways he's captured my heart, right? Like we see the gospel and we see, uh, the good news, the kingdom of God is at hand. God coming to meet people where they're at to bring his kingdom back so that we may be a part again. So we may be reconciled and live with him forever to, to bring glory to his name. The good news that we have a home and we're not lost anymore. Right. But on top of that, he's given us a work to do, right? And 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 for someone who didn't think that he qualified for him to care so much, time and time again, to fight for my heart, just so I can do the work, it surprised me. He captured my heart. In a way that I didn't know I could be captured. I, I, this, this, that, that, that phrase came from a song that I was listening to called "Captured," um, and in that, in that song, he says, "You've," he, just, he sings a song. I was gonna sing it for y'all, but I decided to change my mind. <laughs> but he says, "You've captured my heart in ways I didn't know that I could be captured." Right? I'm just like, who wrote that song? I'm like, who wrote that lyric? Um, I think the, the, the band is called Isla Vista Worship uh, with Mark Barlow. And he's singing this song and he's like, you, you've captured my heart in ways I didn't know I could be captured. It's from the Soul Hymns album. I'm just like, dang, man. In this way, like he didn't have to. But by giving me work, I'm like, man, I feel like you trust me. By giving me work, you feel like you believe in me. By giving me work, I feel like you care for me. But I didn't think that would be important. I thought early on it was, I got to stay saved. He cares about, which he does care, but he only cares. I got to just stay saved so I can get to heaven, right? But pursuing my heart in this way surprised me. And quite frankly, I don't, I don't think it would have, I don't think it's cemented, but I, I mean, man, it just, I don't know how to even explain it, honestly. But he captured my heart in a way that I didn't know it could be captured. He pursued an area of my life I didn't even realize he would want or that it could mean so much to me that he would. Like, I, I just, but he did it. He knew all along. And he was like, watch this. It's like it's like a, uh, a significant other surprising another person with a gift. And it's like, yo, watch this. I got this. Watch, 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 watch this. They really want this. They don't even know that I got this for them, but 
watch this and it's just like the the joy on that person's face and the the way that heart melts my team oh y'all i gotta tell y'all this because this is important this 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 drives home the point i work like i said with kai alpha and 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 the staff team here i told you i launched the brand and so we have some clothing go check out the merch uh check us out at let the sweat speak.com not.com sorry uh on instagram at let the sweat speak uh but and you can find the link you can find the link to the to the store if you would like to buy anything uh in the bio but i i get to staff meeting one day and long story short i walk in and everyone has on some merchandise some merch and i'm just like i y'all i I almost i almost cried i didn't but i was so shocked i was like i i and and the the way it affected me was like I was like, man, okay, this is something that the Lord has asked me to do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it done. But like, man, like the fact that even my friends would believe in me enough to like buy, to love me enough to support and buy the merchandise, all of them. It wasn't like one of my, one of my, you know, Andy it wasn't like Andy just bought a tank top and was like, hey, man, I thought this was cool, so yeah, I bought one. It was like, hey, all of us are in this with you. And it just, I didn't know I needed it. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this is exactly what I needed. And that's what it is with with what the Lord has done with my heart. I'm like, I didn't know I needed it. But now that it's happening, I'm like, this is exactly what I needed. And I'm so grateful that he pursued me in this way. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. And hey, let's talk again real soon, okay? thank you for listening to this week's episode and most of all thanks for joining me on this journey now i know and i understand that you could get off at any time but if you're still with me thank you and i hope you're having some fun because i am until next time